my friend, and welcome back to the Keeper of the Home podcast. I'm Cami, creator of the channel and blog Tidbits and Company. Welcome. I'm really excited for this episode. We are going to talk about ways to make money at home as a homemaker. So you might be in a position or find yourself in a position someday where you want or need to stay home, but your situation also would be helped by making some income to help support yourself and your family as well. And I truly feel that as a homemaker, we have invaluable skills. Being a homemaker takes a lot of skills and it takes refining those skills. And those skills are marketable and they're valuable and you can possibly use them to help your financial situation should you need to do so. So today I wanna share some ideas with you to just get you thinking about ways that you might be able to bring in some income. And I'm sure there are just countless others that I maybe didn't think about right now or that I don't even know about. So if you know of some ideas, please leave them in the comments below so that we can all learn from each other. And leaving comments is a lot better on the YouTube channel where you can leave comments. I just post these podcasts on my Tidbits and Company YouTube channel, but that is probably the best place for you to chat with me and to share your ideas with others. Um, You can always leave reviews and people can see your thoughts there too on any podcast platform. But I am here today sharing with you the ideas that I have with the unique perspective that I maybe bring to this kind of topic. So I hope it's helpful. And the idea for this topic was kind of sparked because this summer, my family and I, we have been kind of studying and diving into literature and movies and books focused around World War One and the Great Depression that followed thereafter. And it has brought a lot of thoughts in my mind because I've read stories about women who needed to find a way to support their family because their husbands were off or killed or, you know, they were pushed into necessity to be able to support their family financially. I actually remembered that cute American Girl movie, the, is it Kit Kit (laughs) Kittredge? I don't know if you've seen that. It's super cute and it's based around World War I, depression, Great Depression times, and the kids and I watched that. It's a great movie to get a feel for what families had to do in order to make an income. And it made me really think, because in those times, and I'm sure throughout most of history, where a woman in the career place was not as common, or a homemaker really needed to be home full-time, um, they, these women or homemakers had to do a lot to try to help support their family financially. I'm sure a lot of it came down to using the means that they were given to the, to the best of their ability and to scrimp and save. That is definitely what my grandma had to do. But I've read stories about homemakers who would use their skills in sewing to try to bring in an income, or they would take on weekly ironing just to bring in a few pennies for their family. Um, There are stories about, especially during the Great Depression, when people were losing their homes, 
families would then host other people and that those people would pay a rent or contribute to somehow to the entirety of that household now that it was mixed. And so there were many ways that people got creative to support each other and find ways to make an income. So after diving into all these stories and kind of imagining what that might have been like, I could not help but think there has never in the history of the world been more opportunity for homemakers or keepers of the home or women to help bring in an income especially still allowing them to stay home. This world that we live in is full of these opportunities. And really, if you're in a position where you need to help financially, I believe there are many ways that you can do that while still staying home. Maybe you've got littles at home and you really want to be there for them rather than going to work every day and then paying for childcare costs. Or maybe you're an empty nester now, but still you want to be really available for maybe grandkids or for your kids, or you just don't want to enter into a workforce that's going to pay you minimum wage when you have all these skills. These instances kind of put you in a unique place where you still want to be home, but you've got, you've built up these skills that are really very valuable. And I do think it is absolutely incredible that women and homemakers have the opportunities that we have these days. However, <laughs> I can't help but go in a little soapbox here, if you don't mind. <laughs> um, I think that also presents a great deal of challenges in the world as women are um, removing themselves from the homes and children are left going to childcare facilities or homemakers are maybe too busy to be doing and keeping up with the things that are really just required for keeping a home. And so we're kind of in this world of a crossroads of understanding our value as the keeper of our home, but also having the opportunity to use our skills elsewhere and for financial gain. So it's a very interesting situation. And I used to think it was just amazing and it fueled this entrepreneurial spirit inside of me and it became a big focus of my life. I quickly realized that not much happiness lied into putting a business cami <laughs> um, personality in front of the homemaker cami. I really don't find as much satisfaction living in that realm as when I lean into my role as the keeper of the home. I've talked to you guys about this before and kind of my change of heart. But I really just do want to, I guess, caution you to see maybe what is happening in our world as keepers of the home remove themselves from the homes too much. Um, I, I think it's portrayed in media and if we're not careful, we will miss it. For example, this new Barbie movie that's all the hype, um, it portrays weak men and strong women that can conquer the world. And I think we have to really be careful there. We do not want to live in a world full of weak men. They can be our protectors and providers and be really good at that. And I think it's okay for us to embrace that role. I know this is not popular opinion today. So <laughs> bear with me. But you also see it in like the new Disney princess movies. 
that the role of the mill is kind of downplayed and um, not necessarily needed. So I just think it is worth being cautious about feeling feeling like the world presents so many opportunities to homemakers that it is kind of taking the place of what we're really good at. We're really good at keep being keepers of our home. That's not to say we're not good at other things. Okay, I think I'm digging myself into a hole here. <laughs> but um, this whole topic was really opened to me after I listened to, um, well, it's the YouTube channel from a sweet girl named Lee. Her YouTube channel is Little House on the Mountain, and she also does a video podcast called Tea with Lee. She has this segment on feminism throughout the history of the world and kind of what it's doing, and I gotta admit, it really opened my eyes and gave me a lot of food for thought. Um, and anyways, that's what I'm just wanting to trickle in here because as I'm talking about maybe... Um, our role as homemakers and the possibilities in the workforce. I also just want you to have the perspective that feels good to you. So I'm not saying you have to go out and make money as a keeper of the home or you're not valuable. I'm not saying that that you're not fulfilling your role if you're not supporting your family financially. I know all of our situations are unique and I'm just here to give you some food for thought and some ideas if you find yourself in a position where you need to bring in some income to support you. All right, I digressed. <laughs> and hopefully I didn't make some of you too angry, but I'm guessing we're kind of on the same page here since you listened to a podcast about homemakers. All right, so first thing I want to do is kind of open your eyes to the things and the possibilities that are in my realm <laughs> or my expertise or the things that I am very much aware of. And that is the creator economy. I don't know if you've heard that phrase, but it has to do with a lot of the um, career possibilities in the world of content creation, influencers, and all that jazz. <laughs> that is definitely the world I'm in. And I see so much potential. In fact, I hire a lot of people to help me with things because I can't do it all. That I just think would be so amazing for homemakers to be aware of in case you have interests and skills that you could bring to the creator economy, whether you want to be the creator yourself or just support the creator. So I will be going over those things, what you can do as a creator and what you can do to support the creator. I have lots of ideas for you there that I think might open your mind to a lot of possibilities you didn't know existed. And then I also want to just kind of spit out a list of ideas, you know, just in general about a lot of the things that we can do to stay home and to also bring in an income. So there's just a lot of ideas I have for you there that I'll spit out. But let's dive in first to the things I'm most familiar with, and that is making income with the creator economy. Okay, first, if you want to actually be the creator, the brain, the business, the, the CEO of your own creator content company, I want to just make sure you are aware 
that it's not easy. <laughs> um, you're probably not going to be an overnight success. In fact, it may take a year or more for you to even see an income. However, once you've put in that time and that work to develop all the skills needed to become an online creator or in the digital marketing space, um, the possibilities are endless. They are absolutely endless. And you can end up making a really, really great income. Um, better sometimes than I've seen creators. This is not me. Let me just tell you that. But I've seen bloggers and YouTubers making more than doctor's income, working half the time. Anyway, the potential is just crazy. Your mind gets blown the more you get into this world. But there is that upfront time of working for free and um, working a lot just in hopes that it will pay off later on. So I just want to make sure you're aware of that <laughs> so that you can weigh, okay, do I want to become the creator so I can invest in my future or do I need income right now? And a lot of the jobs that support the creator can bring you income right away because um, they're paying you. So the ways that you can make um, money as a creator, an online creator. Blogging is probably my favorite because it is also my biggest source of income. And I've been a blogger for probably over 12 years now, I would say. And it just is a steady stream of income for me. Um, it could be a whole nother podcast on how that is, but basically ads on my site, brands that I work with, affiliate income, and just blogging has helped me create basically a hub for everything that I create, as well as a name for myself. And so, and then of course it, it has produced skills that I never knew or never had that I have been able to um, figure out how to do, and then it makes me more marketable. So blogging is a great source of income and if you want to learn about blogging, my biggest suggestion would be to take Lisa from Farmhouses on Boone. She has a blogging course and I will leave the link for you um, in my YouTube description or the show notes for this podcast so that you can find her course. It's probably the most um, well thought out approach to teaching blogging that makes it really attainable from like start to finish. So I really highly recommend Lisa's course for that if you want to dive deeper into blogging. And as mentioned, blogging takes a lot of time and years of hard work. But then when it starts working, you basically make money in your sleep. And um, it's a really good sustainable way to make an income. All right, however, when people ask me, how do I get started in this um, online influencer creator economy? Where's the place that I could make money the fastest? And after my experience and after what I've witnessed with so many people, I really think YouTube is the best platform for bringing an income in as quick as possible. Um, I think it's always great to have a blog or a website to direct people to and to have written content or printable recipes and all that good stuff. But I have seen people only do YouTube and like make that their sole focus. One example of this is the Kristen is Kristen Hoffman. Her channel is amazing on YouTube, but she doesn't have a blog. At least she doesn't that I know of, <laughs> or if she has, it's brand new. 
Um, she really isn't that active on social media. All she's done is created a YouTube channel and was so is so good at it and is so personable that she grew incredibly fast. And now she not only gets like the ad income from her YouTube channel, but brands are wanting to work with her all the time. And it, it has just in a year's time, she's probably <laughs> making as much as me or more um, from my years and years of work. But I just I've seen that many times for YouTubers, if they can really niche down same goes for blogging. The more niched you are these days, the quicker you'll grow. But niche down, be consistent. You can grow really fast on YouTube and start making money, I think, faster than any of the platforms. So I may not ever be a Mark Rober, as my son reminds me, <laughs> but YouTube is a great platform. And I got to tell you, if I could give YouTube my full focus, I would probably do a lot better, but I really like to dabble in the other areas. So anyway... If you want to make money fast as a content creator, get a YouTube channel going and really think about your niche. Okay, and then social media in general. You've heard about people going TikTok famous or Instagram famous, but it can be a lot like being rich on Monopoly. Um, you may have the numbers and the stack of, <laughs> of vanity cash, but you don't really make money unless you have a product offering or brands are working for you. So you can use social media to help get a name for yourself, a platform, get known for something, and then you can have something to offer to brands or a product for your for your audience. I get really nervous about people who put all their eggs in the social media basket because you don't own those platforms. They could disappear overnight, as we've heard might happen with TikTok. Um, so anyway, I use social media rather as, you know, a way to promote the other things, to direct people to my blog or to my YouTube channel. I feel a lot better with that. But social media is a great free marketing platform for online content creators. So it's a place to be. But I just do caution you if you want to just just go that route, make sure you have something set up, maybe an email newsletter where you, people sign up so you can contact them if things go bad or you lose your account. Um, make sure you have a hub to drop things so that people can find you. Anyway, those are my suggestions there. And then something to, to kind of get you thinking, if you choose like social media, YouTube, blogging as your career of choice, then you can branch out into a world where you can create products, whether that's digital products, courses, classes, downloads, um, or physical products like I do with my planners, my linen products. The basic idea is you use these amazing platforms online where people come to and then you grow an audience and then you create something that will hopefully benefit their lives and that they'll pay you for. So. Those are many ways that you can use the creator economy in order to make money. And um, it really is endless just based on your creativity and what you're good at. And these things really work well for me because I love to teach. It's what I got my degree in. And so these platforms are just a really nice way for me to use my skills and to share what I'm passionate about. So that's why I have just been led in this direction. Um, it is a lot of work. It is so much work, but it pays off if you work hard and are consistent. So, and then of course the, the potential is limitless. It's just, 
it's just crazy. So, and I don't see, I do not see blogging, YouTubing, or anything like that going anywhere anytime soon. The only thing you have to be willing to do is change with the times, um, adapt because it is, it changes so fast. And that's why you guys see me on here doing a podcast, um, as people don't maybe lean towards blogs anymore to connect with people. I wanted to keep that connection. So I thought a podcast platform would be a great thing to add while I'm still working on the other things. So anyway, food for thought. If you want to be in the creator economy, those are some great ways to do it. Okay, now let's talk about potential income streams that are in support of the creator. And I get so excited about this because we're talking, this could, these skills could work for high schoolers. These skills could get a college student through college without having to find an extra job. These skills are so good for homemakers or anyone that needs to be home and can only work like during nap time or in the mornings or the nights or in the margins of their lives. There is a plethora of opportunities for you to serve the creator. Because let me tell you, as a creator, we have had to get good at a lot of things. And as we grow, we simply do not have the time to do all of them anymore. So we need to outsource, we need to hire um, people to do the things that support us so that we can continue to create this content. And there are so many jobs that you might already have the skills for that you could reach out to creators or market yourself to creators to support them. So let's go over some of these ideas. Number one, I think photographers will always be needed. I know the world is going towards video a lot, but most creators have a website. Most creators have a blog where they need to create still images or they need to have an image for their social media posts. So being a photographer or being able to edit photos really well and efficiently is an amazing skill that you can develop simply by getting online, getting a camera and teaching yourself. So I have a dear friend, Sandy, um, who got so good at photography. And of course she used those skills to be her own photographer and run her own business to take photos for families and other things. But she also started taking photos for my sister's food blog um, on instafreshmeals.com because my sister was not a photographer. She loved to do, to do recipes and write blog posts. So she hired out the photography part. She would give Sandy the recipes, Marco Polo her some instructions. Sandy would cook it at her house while her kids were running around or she needed to get kids to and fro and then take these incredible photos and then deliver them to my sister to put on the blog post. So if you love photography, your skills are needed for sure. And after I talk about all these, I'll give you ideas of how to reach out to, to content creators or how to market yourself that way. But I just want to go through the ideas first. Okay, so along with photography, you can be a videographer for a content creator. And this is so needed these days, um, whether you're taking the video or just editing the video. So I actually send all my footage out that I just film myself whenever I can. I send that out to Celine, who is my video editor. We use WeTransfer to just send out these clips and then she cuts it all together, puts music, 
makes it you know look good and cuts out all my fluff that doesn't look good and then she delivers a video that I can then upload to all the platforms it is a huge help I could never spit out the amount of content that I do without her help and it is such an incredible skill and I feel like like kids these days they are so good at video they can learn this skill so easily just by watching YouTube videos and teaching themselves, or they can take a class or two and get really good at it. And if you're a homemaker, you definitely have the ability to learn this skill and to really serve a creator into something that sucks a lot of their time and they would love to give to someone else and have them do it. And I know my video editor, um, I have since directed people her way and given her a lot of work and I know she's grateful for it. So it's, it's really awesome to um, get in with someone and then get their help to get you more work. It can really spiral into something that could be really supportive for your family while you're at home. Another skill that's really valuable for content creators is to be a blog writer. If you are good at writing, if you really like to write, you're good with words, your skills are needed. And I know a lot of homemakers are really good at this because we read things or we have to write things a lot. There is just a lot of opportunity to get good at writing. And this is something new that I've actually hired out. And it was just kind of on a whim or call it an impression <laughs> prompting. But I just have a dear friend in my neighborhood. I just asked one day, I said, would you ever be interested in helping me write content for my blog? Um, I hadn't had that help before, but I was drowning. So um, we said, or she said, sure, let's give it a try. I had no idea if she was even good at writing. You guys, I had no idea. I never read anything she'd ever written, <laughs> but it has turned out absolutely amazing because she is helping me go back to old blog content and updating it because nowadays the blog is less about connection and more about information. And I've had to make that switch even though I didn't want to. Um, but the blog is more informational because we need to not only write for the Google search engines so that our content gets seen, but people are searching online for blog articles for facts and information typically, and they want entertainment and connection with video. So I've had to adapt that way. And that's required me to get help for a blog writer because a blog post is no longer just my ramblings. I need to like actually serve with facts and information. And that takes a lot of research time. So if you're good at research, if you like finding information and then you have the ability to write that stuff, even at a very basic level, Google does not want sophisticated, confusing writers. They want basic information that people can scroll through and get what they need. If you think you have those skills, you can make money with them. You could use those skills to help a content creator write eBooks, courses, update content, write new content. It's just the possibilities are endless. And if you present yourself that way to a content creator, give them examples of what you've done, I bet they would love your help. Another thing you do is become a podcast editor. Um, I really just do a video editing style. So this goes to my video editor, but there are more complicated ways for people to film podcasts with interview type styles. And if you knew your way around that technology or could learn it, your skills as a podcast editor could be very well used. 
Graphic designers in this world are so needed. I use graphic designers all the time for like my printable packets, for my Tidbits Day Planner, um, for little graphics on my site or logos. Like if you're good at graphic design, if you really love to geek out or maybe Photoshop or procreate, all those things, if you really get excited about that, maybe you make stickers, maybe you make t-shirt designs. If you're good at graphic design, there's a lot of potential for you to use those skills to bring in an income at home. Okay, something else that creators need are agents to work with brands. This is something that I do not have that I would love to get eventually. Um, I don't do a lot of work with brands as of now. Um, I have more in the past, but I've Anyway, I'm just shifting focus a little bit, but I'm definitely open to it. It just takes a lot of time because what we need is someone to help us negotiate contracts with brands or pitch to brands, which takes a lot of work and effort. Um, or when brands pitch to us, you need to kind of manage those communications. That is a huge help. And you might have those kind of skills where you're really savvy at communication and negotiations, those are really valuable to have and something that I am not good at. <laughs> so you can help them with their communications. You can help them find brands to work with. And this doesn't take a degree. In fact, my friend Andrea, um, she just taught her sister how to do this. And now she does it for her. So it's totally possible to learn this skill so that you can work with a content creator to help them earn income and in return pay you. All right, next one. And I bet there's a lot of you that are really already good at this. And this could be something a content creator would love to pay you for. And that is like recipe developing or creating projects. It takes a lot of brain space to um, create a recipe, refine it, try it out several times and to make it perfect so that someone can put online. If you're a really good chef and you don't necessarily want your own food blog or food channel, but you would have recipes that you would love to get out there, I just can't imagine any food blogger who would turn you down if you said, I know your style of cooking. I love what you make. Can I help you develop recipes for your site? Like, hands down, I think this could be something that you could really have fun doing at home and making money with these gifts that you have developed as the keeper of your home. Maybe you're really good at craft projects, DIY projects, and you could photograph these and create them or come up with the ideas for an, a content creator, like valuable skills so valuable that would help serve a creator so much. And if you know a content creator who likes to develop products, whether that's physical or digital, and you have the skills to help them do that, that could be something that you could pitch to them. So I know I used my sister-in-law and even my mother-in-law, and they are the ones sewing the products for my Tidbits and Company shop where we sell all the linen products. The linen's kind of my brain baby. I love linen. I help them come up with these ideas and then they help me refine the sewing method and then they make the products and then we each get a cut of the cell. It's really quite amazing. So if you find a creator that maybe creates things that you also love to do, you could support them and help them stock up their shop and help them sell things and benefit both of you. It's a great, great skill. And I will do one more because I'm sure there's many more I could go on, but oftentimes we need help with customer service, answering emails. If you're good at that kind of secretarial work, 
Um, you could definitely take a load off of a creator's shoulders and help them with that. I have someone that helps me with all the customer service and emails for the product end of my business. She's amazing. And again, it's just a neighbor down the road who I knew had kids and wanted to stay at home. And um, by her helping me and me helping her, it works out just so great for both of us to be home and to do what we're good at. She also helps me by um, doing the fulfillment of my products. So I actually pay her a monthly fee for my warehouse, basically, to store all my products so that I don't actually need a warehouse. And then she prints off all the shipping labels, packages it up, and gets it sent to those customers and then deals with any customers. I could never, ever, ever create content online and manage that end of my business with the fulfillment. So having her help is so amazing. And she didn't go to school for any of this. I just knew she was an organized, efficient, and extremely reliable person. And so um, it was a great thing for me to have her help me with that. And I have really hoped that it's been able to support her family as well. And just to give you a little perspective from a content creator, it is one of the most rewarding things I do when I get to hire someone or have someone help me and use what the Lord has blessed we, me with, with my hard work, and then to bless someone else and their family and to support a homemaker in her work as she gets to stay home with her kids. Like that is just it's one of the most rewarding things. And honestly, on the days when I want to quit and give up, it's one of the things that keeps me going. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's not just about me anymore. I get to support other families. And um, I feel like I can pray for the blessings of success so that I can keep doing that. It's really, that's just a little peek into my thoughts on how valuable and appreciative I feel towards those people that help me in this online content creation gig. Okay, I would really love to hear what you thought of all of that. If something sparked your mind of like, you know what, I think I could refine that skill. I think I could be good at that. Let me know. And um, just, just to give you some assurance, none of these skills are really anything that you need to go to college for or invest a ton of money in. You can be a Google graduate like I am. <laughs> Everything I learned was just through Google searches and learning from other online content creators. And that's where I've got to where I am. And I rely on so many other people that have done the same. They just taught themselves and were able to support themselves that way. So really think, what are you good at? Um, what gets you excited? Maybe the graphic design and just like really piqued an in interest. Go with it. And you can find a content creator, maybe someone you follow because you share the same interests and you can pitch to them. You can basically tell them what you could do for them. That is one way to do it. If you know them personally, like maybe it's a local friend that you know is a content creator, definitely reach out to them and say, I would love to help you with your blog writing. I'm really good at writing. See where that goes. I think if you personally know them, it would definitely go farther. But there are online sites that provide a way for you to just mass market yourself. One of them is Fiverr, and I've used that before. But you can basically create a resume on there, and then people come specifically to hire, say, a graphic designer or someone who knows coding. Anyway, so you can just put yourself online as that and then um, 
hopefully you get seen that way. So there's some ideas for you. Okay, now let's think outside of the <laughs> creator economy. And I just want to spit out some ideas for you so you can get thinking about what else might be possible for you to help bring in an income. And I had ideas like music lessons. How many moms and homemakers have I hired for my kids for piano lessons, violin lessons, um, guitar lessons? So many homemakers have found a way to use their music skills in their home to teach others. And I think that's a fantastic way to share your knowledge and to earn an income. But even if you're not musical, think of other skills that you have. I know before I did blogging, I really wanted to teach sewing to kids in my home. Never happened. I discovered blogging <laughs> and found out I could teach a lot of people the things that I love to do. Anyway, teaching sewing, teaching cooking, anything you're good at, offer it to your community and you'll just be amazed at what they'll pay you for. I know in the summers we've had like an old PE teacher do like a sports camp and I was more than happy to send my kids to that. So think about that. But also inside this world um, of homeschooling, there's becoming a plethora of options. There are schools or they're calling them kind of micro schools or um, facilities that are arranging for people that are good at something to come into their facility and uh, teach. So we have like this learning center in our community. So basically the parents collectively hire a professional teacher or someone who's really good at something to teach their kids during the day as part of their homeschool. So like if you're really good with art or you could teach like a nature study class. Anyway, I think the homeschool, homeschool world is really opening up opportunities for homemakers to share their skills in a really manageable way without have, holding like a nine to five teaching job. So that's really exciting. And of course, the online world of learning has opened up to where you can do the same. Um, I have a friend who actually has a teaching degree, and so she is teaching with a university at home as part of their online education. So lots and lots of options happening there. Another idea is house cleaning or um, just homemaking in general. You have these skills. Maybe there's a busy mom. Maybe there's a working mom who would love to have you come in once a week for a few hours and help tidy up their house. I am sure if you had the willingness and those skills, which I know many of you do, that is something that you can use to help make money on the side. If you are the creative sort, you could maybe do furniture flipping. You go and thrift a piece and then strip it down or repaint it. I know a lot of people have made some great side money doing stuff like that. Maybe you're good at sewing slipcovers, upholstering. Lots of those skills can be something that is hired on that you can do at home um, with your kids or in your spare time. If you have a homestead, land, property, um, you can raise animals, you can breed animals. That is a great passive way to make money. If you have like a certain craft or you're good at making food or you grow a bountiful garden, farmers markets, um, community markets like that are an incredible place for you to take the products that you make and sell them to your community. Maybe you're really good with kids and you really enjoy being with little kids. Offer your home as a place to babysit or provide some childcare. I know several, several mothers who do that for other mothers who have to work outside the home and what a blessing for both homemakers, truly. 
And then there are companies, and I don't know a lot of these, I'm sure you guys could tell me some more, but companies that hire people to do things online for them, like um, medical transcripts. I don't know any companies particularly, but if you're good at like secretarial record keeping work, I do believe like lawyers and doctors hire a lot of people to um, digitize their records and stuff like that. For a while, my little sister did um, teaching English to online to, I think, like kids in China or overseas. So teaching English online is a great option. Something that I watched my mom do after my dad passed away when I was 11, he had his own construction business. So of course she had to kind of pick up the pieces there, but she got people to help with that until she sold the company. But um, what she did as the homemaker during that time was the bookkeeping or the payroll. So that was something that she was in charge of. She was really good at and that helped, um, well, it helped her provide for the company and then later on helped her continue to be part of that company. So those are really, really awesome skills. So I do wonder if there's a business, even a smaller business, who could use someone's help with the books. And if you're good with numbers, if you're good at record keeping, that is a really valuable skill. And then just think about like the skills that you have. Maybe you're good at sewing. Maybe you're really good at alterations, like wedding dress alterations. This is what my mother-in-law did for so many years. She had a little sewing room in her home and she got well known in her community for being able to alter anything or sew anything for other people. And she provided very well for her family that way. If you're good at decorating or design, I know I have been asked so many times by so many people that they would pay me to come help them decorate. Here's the thing, I don't think I'd be a good interior designer for other people. I'm too stuck on my preferences and I can't think outside of my box. So I never really jumped on those opportunities and plus it just was never really worth my time because I could make more money at home with my online job and save that precious time for my families versus spending hours on someone else's home. So it's not something I did, but if you really enjoy that, you're good at designing and decorating, I think there are so many people that are desperate for that kind of help. So um, go ahead and use that skill that you have. Okay, you guys, that was more ideas than I actually planned on sharing with you, but I hope it got you thinking. I hope that if you find yourself in need of providing financially for yourself or your family. This gave you some direction of how you can make it happen while you stay home and continue to keep your home. And honestly, this is where I'm now at. If you don't have to worry about money or you don't have to even care about bringing in an income, blessed are you, don't worry about it. But this podcast was for us who really do need to help provide financially for our families. And there are a lot of ways that you can do that while staying at home. All right, my friends, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up by just saying thank you so incredibly much for being here because the act of you listening to this podcast, if you visit my blog, if you watch my YouTube channel, if you leave me a review, if you buy any products that I have at tidbitsandcompany.com, you are supporting my family and I cannot even express to you the level of gratitude that I have that you're here helping me do this work. I get to do what I love, I get to share what I love, and I get to stay home with my kids and my family, and that means the world to me. So thank you so much, and I wish you the best as you continue to explore ways that you can do the same for your family. 
Thanks again for being here. And I will be back very soon to share more inspiration for the keeper of the home.